you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Ball. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I, a poorly informed basketball fan, make my teenage sons co-host a podcast with me so that they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado... Hello listeners, welcome to Orange Ball Juice. My name is Brooks and as always I'm joined by my two sons. To my right I have Marky Man. Marky Man, how you doing today? Good. And to my left, I have Spencey G. Spencey G, what's up? Um, I'm doing great. Oh, good. Okay, great. Well, uh, as you guys know, um, Halloween is tomorrow, so this is a very special Halloween episode of Orange Ball Juice. Um, There's some pretty scary stuff going on in the NBA, I think you'll agree, and uh, we'll talk about just how scary in just a minute. Uh, For new listeners, um, it's important for us to let you know what kind of show this is and who it's for. Um, as I've said in the past, I am a not maybe a little more than a novice basketball fan. I love basketball. I've been watching it my whole life. I watch a whole lot more now that I have two sons who are really, really into basketball. Um, and I'm trying to learn more and more and more about the NBA, about basketball generally. And to help me, I have my own uh, two uh, private NBA analysts, um, my two sons, who watch basketball, play basketball, play, uh, you know, 2K on PlayStation, and they're super knowledgeable, and they they help me understand what I should do in my fantasy pool, which is my, I'm a first-time basketball fantasy player, and um, I'm really trying to uh, up my understanding of the sport uh, and the NBA. So, if you're a, if you're the kind of person who loves basketball, but maybe wants to, maybe wants to learn a little bit more, or, uh, you know, it's for any basketball fan, this is a this is a family-friendly uh, um, basketball podcast. Um, so for kids, for for parents, for anyone who likes basketball and maybe wants to, maybe doesn't know everything but wants to learn, this is this is a great uh, this is a great podcast for you. So, with that in mind, let's get down to it. Um, the first segment that we have uh, is our fantasy roundup. So, speaking of things being scary. Um, you know, fantasy basketball is definitely scary, um, but for some of us more than others. So, so uh, Spencer, how's your fantasy team doing right now? They are doing amazing. <laughs> okay, and why is that? Um, well, I'm destroying my league by a couple hundred points. Um, and you're in a head-to-head league, right? I'm in a head-to-head league, yeah. So you're only in week two, and you've won both weeks, or how does it work? Uh, I've won one week, and today will be the final day of this week. And you're probably almost for sure going to win? I think it's impossible for the other team to win at this point. Right. Um, and who's, who are your, your top performers? Who's who's racking up the points for you? Uh, Jokic, obviously. That's expected. Um, DeRozan has been doing... Pretty amazing. Laurie Markinen, I got him off the waivers, and now he's one of my top performers, which is pretty amazing. Um, and Pascal Siakam. Yeah, that sounds pretty stacked. And uh, um, anybody that you're thinking about getting rid of and replacing? I think Russ is sort of, I don't know, I think Russ is on the chopping block right now. Are you talking about Westbrook? Yes. Yeah. Um he hasn't been playing super well, and now it seems like he's going to be coming off the bench. So he'll, pro- he'll have less minutes, and I don't think he's going to improve. So I think I might have to dump him. Right. All right, Marcus, how's your fantasy team doing? Um, it's not doing as good right now. I am getting beat pretty bad. I mean, I've got, my, I've got a major injury problem right now. Guys are just getting injured. Like who, for instance? Like Darius Garland, DeAndre Ayton, Lamella Ball, Zion. Like those are some of my top scores, and they're 
And you're in a head-to-head league as well, right? Yeah. It's different from Spencer, but you're on your own league. And so did you win your first week? Nope. And what about uh, this week? This week, I'm. this is the worst week for me. I'm not playing. I'm not doing good. Right. Um, but my first week, I should have won, but there is a problem with me, like my roster. Okay, I don't, like, I don't want to hear your excuses. I get it. We all struggle <laughs> with apps. Well, no, it was like Giannis didn't play. So Yeah, right. Okay, so that's fine. Um, yeah, you forgot to play Giannis for yeah. some weird reason. Yeah, that's definitely not a good idea. Uh, pro tip for all of the listeners out there, if you have Giannis, put him in. Yeah. Okay? Oh, that's that's uh, a very simple universal rule for uh, fantasy players out there. If he's on your team, there is no reason to sit that guy ever for the rest of his career probably. Yeah. Um, unless he's injured, of course, but so far so good. Okay, well, let's move on to talking about my fantasy team. And since it's Halloween, it is really getting scary for the Cleveland Browns, which is the name of my fantasy basketball team. And once again, I regret naming them that because they're cursed, just like the real-life Cleveland Browns. Um, And I am in last place, once again. I think I rose as high as 7th this week, but now I'm down in in the basement in 12th. And... um, the, the main reason for that, I would say, is uh, injuries. Um, I am getting absolutely killed. Zion um, is injured, which is terrible. Herbert Jones, also on the Pelicans, injured. Um, Damian Lillard, injured now. Uh, and obviously he was probably my, my top point points getter. And... Now also Cole Anthony is injured and with no timetable for return. So basically that's made it very hot in the last few days has made it next to impossible for me to, um, to compete. And the other huge gaping problem that I have on my team is uh, assist, assist to turnover ratio, obviously, which is related. Um, it's been probably, probably the biggest problem on my team. Um, I, I tried this strategy of, you know, my my league, I was mistaken last week, my league was, it was a two-day, it took two days to pick somebody up on waivers. The, the the league commissioner, by vote, we voted in the league to change that to one day, which we did. There's also free agents, which you can get immediately. So I've kind of been playing this game of trying to catch up by just swapping kind of like my bench guys out. Uh, for anybody who's playing that day, who's like roughly equivalent, I've been just trying mm-hmm. to keep as many guys getting points. But so far, it's just been a bit of a, it's not really stopping the bleeding. And um, so I have a couple of specific questions for you guys. For instance, you know, Wiseman had a, uh, a Wiseman on the, who's, who plays center for the, um, for the Warriors. Um, you know, he had a couple of pretty good games for me, but I think it was last night's game. He um, let me let me just have a look at his his stat line from last night. I don't know how many minutes he played. Uh, oh, he played five minutes and got one assist. So you know uh, the game before he had, uh, you know he got fourteen minutes. His minutes seemed to just be going down, mm-hmm. and uh, and correspondingly everything else is going down, which makes sense. So I kind of feel like I have to drop him. <clears throat> Excuse me. And my my op- my options, I think, according to who's available, um, because I need, you know, I can't just, I, I, I need centers. Uh, so um, Mo Bamba, is that how you say his name? Mo Bamba, yeah. 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 And I think uh, Marcus Morris Sr., um, who's on the Clippers. Um, they both seem to be getting decent minutes. Um, I think Marcus Morris Sr. has better better stats right now. So what do you guys think? Like, um, I, I desperately need to. Uh, uh, what do you think, Marcus? Um, I know that Marcus Morris he he gets injured quite a bit. I'm pretty sure he's a quite injury prone player. Yeah. Well, Bamba's younger. He's on the Magic, so he might be getting more minutes. I don't know. I think he's their starting center. Yeah. Well, but it's. I mean, like, how better? How much better is Morris doing? Well, Morris. Here's the thing. Morris hasn't played the last two games. I don't know if he's injured or not. I don't actually know. He just didn't play at all. But when he last played, which was on the 14th, he got he had 22 points, five rebounds, one assist, one steal. So that was a good game for him. He also got 
31 minutes that game. So I don't know if he's in like he's not injured right now. I don't know why he didn't play the last two games, but he got zero minutes the last two games. But it looks like he's going to be playing possibly tonight. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Mobamba, his minutes seem to be up and down. His last yeah. game, he had 17 minutes. He ended up with 19.6 rebounds. He got a three-pointer. He had three blocks. I mean, that looks pretty good. Um, the game before, he only had seven minute, minutes. So, anyway, I just need to – I think I just need to make a decision. Maybe, you know, I don't know what the deal is with Marcus Morris, but if you say Mobamba's younger and he's on Orlando. Wow. So, yeah, I mean uh, – I'm looking at his uh, stats on my fantasy app right now, and they're pretty horrible. Yeah. Um, he's had he had one great game. Yeah. Followed by some really bad um, fantasy performances. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, the truth is, it's one of these things where, as far as I know, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> Wiseman's going to start getting minutes again. I, I'm wondering he wasn't listed as injured. He played in a seemingly important game, or he like he just basically didn't play in an important game last night. Is this the trend for the future that he's not going to get played anymore? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, all right, I'll just put it to you like this. Bomba or Morris Sr., Marcus? Uh, Morris. I agree, yeah, Morris. Okay, that's that was my first instinct, so it feel feels good. So now here's the other issue I have is Cole Anthony is injured. He's got, um, like, they obviously, I think they picked up his fourth-year option, so they, they believe in his future, the Magic, but, you know, um, he uh, he's... You know he's going to be playing when he's when he's healthy, but there's no t- as far as I can tell there's no timetable for his return. He's got an oblique injury, so that's a bit scary. the 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 option that I probably have is um, what's his name, Tyus Jones, um, mm-hmm. who um, you know has a pretty seemingly pretty good. Is a pretty good option right now for me. I mean, he's, his last game was great. He had um, he got 33 minutes uh, for Memphis uh, in the last, you know, his I mean his stat line is exactly what I need. He had 23 points. He had a rebound. He had 10 assists. Mm-hmm. So he got a double uh, double double, and his assist to turnover ratio was 10 in the last game, which is amazing. Yeah. I kind of feel like I got to pull the trigger on that. I mean, no timetable, no timetable for return is like. It that means it means he's probably like he's going to be out for a long time. Probably, like, probably. yeah, it like, probably does. And it's also like I can't just for a guy like that. It's not like he's, no, he's lighting not. me up. I'm not going to no. sit on him for yeah. for um, like three months. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's a middle of the road guy in terms yeah. of fantasy performance. So I kind of feel like I got to do the. Um, yeah, I mean, Tyus Jones seems to be all right. You you could take him. I mean, I, do you do you have Monte Morris? I've, I have had Monte Morris in the past, and he's performed. Actually, do I have him still? I might. Let me just look. Again. I, like <laughs> I keep forgetting because there's these guys that I've kind of been on. A, yes, I actually I have Monte Morris yeah, right now. Because that would have been a better idea. Yeah, but like, the point is, he's already on my mm-hmm. roster, mm-hmm. and yeah, and because yeah. remember, Lillard's injured now. Cole Anthony's injured. You know, I need to get points from somewhere, so I'm kind of in this. And the thing is, I got I got Murray. I'm not going to drop him yet. Mm-hmm. He's healthy. He, they're managing his minutes, obviously. Jamal Murray, I, I'm, ha- I have, I have to have faith that he's going to be, you know, he'll, he'll get in better shape as the season goes on and his numbers will go up. Yeah. And I can't like guys like him. Like I need guys that can get assists. Who's that? Mitchell Robinson, I think. Mitchell Robinson. He's also. I would say he's a better option than. But he might. He might be, it depends. It's not in your league. He might. He might. Be he might available. be on our roster. Yeah, I don't see him available. Um, I could look deeper down the list. I'm just looking at the most. Um, I'll just look at the top available players, and I'll tell you who, who who's listed in my league as available. Tyus Jones, uh, Alvarado on the Pelicans, the point guard, uh, Mobamba, um, uh, Jayshon Tate, mm-hmm. Houston, uh, Caldwell Pope uh, on the Nuggets, um, I'm checking. A- Alec Burks on Detroit. Uh, OKK is that how you say his name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you should. I'm just saying, if is Aodo Sumu off a roster on a roster? Because if uh, not, he would probably be a better choice. He's not, he's day to day right now. Yeah. See, well, you can see. I'll, I'll just keep going down. The, I, I assume he's not because he's not. Um, 
uh, well, I'll just I'll just look right now. How do you spell his name? A O A Y O. A Y O S. S. Okay, forget it. We're not doing that. <laughs> it's going to take too long. Anyway, I would imagine he'd be in the list of top players. He doesn't even look like he's in the top 20 on my thing, which he almost certainly would be if he was available. I'm looking at the top available players, and he's not on the list. Like, What about what about Bull Bull? He's also not on the list. He no, Because everybody knows that he got – his fantasy numbers went up, so he got snatched up, and I bet you he was on somebody's team already on, in my league because there's a lot – as I say, there's a lot of comedians – who probably think it's hilarious to have Bull Bull or probably did, and now they look like geniuses yeah. because it's not just a joke anymore. It's actually a great player to have on your team. Because um, they're all old guys like me, so they remember his dad, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a certain, uh, you know, there's a certain fun. Oh, and one thing I'll say, you know, Marcus strongly encouraged me to pick up um, Maxi, and I didn't. I passed on him entirely because oh, I I had a chance to get Maxi. I passed on him entirely because I was angry at him from beating up <laughs> on the Raptors last playoffs, and it was a stupid, stupid move. I decided for some reason that I didn't like him, but it was a stupid move because it could have been a huge yeah. difference in my fantasy team right now. If I had him in my lineup, I, I, I'm, I know that things would be very, very different. I'm surprised he wasn't drafted in the first place. But he was drafted. No, oh, it wasn't was, a pickup. He was, he was like draft. in my oh, original during the draft. draft. Okay. I, I had a chance, probably in like maybe third, maybe even like fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm. Pick. I, I did as well. I could have, I, I could have had a chance, him. and I passed, and I really, really shouldn't have. Um, I don't remember who it was between at this time. It was, could, be, it was between. I think it was like Tyrese Maxey, it was like OG Ananobi, and like Cole Anthony. Oof. Yeah. I'd like to think it was those weren't the options. I may have picked I, I rem- Ananobi over I mean, him, but that was yeah, which is brutal. I, yeah. So so far anyway. Well, um, okay. Well, that thanks guys. I'm gonna I'll take what you said to heart, and I'm gonna make some ros- roster changes um, on my fantasy team because I got to stop the bleeding, and I also just have to pray that um, that you know Zion's coming back, yeah, and that uh, you know my. And that Lillard's going to get healthy because I, I, I don't know what else to do. I'm not dropping mm-hmm. those guys. Forget yeah. it. Like I have to. I have to hold on to them. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to um, the next segment, which is looking at basically last week in, in the NBA, where you know the date today. Oh, sure, I should, probably should have said right off the top. I did say it was the day before uh, Halloween, so it's it's October 30th, uh, 2022. Um, we got two weeks down in the NBA so far, um, and we're about to start the third week. So. Um, uh, the first thing I want to do is to, well, we'll just have a look at last night's scores. Why don't we just look at last night's scores? So I'll just list them off and, uh, uh, real quick. So Miami got beat by Sacramento, 119, 113. Uh, I was watching some of this game. Golden State got beat by the Hornets in overtime, 120 to 113. Uh, Brooklyn Nets got beat by, uh, the Pacers, 125 to 116. The Sixers beat the Bulls, 114-109. Uh, the Bucks beat up on uh, the Hawks, uh, 123-115. The Jazz, once again, won again, 124-123 over the Grizzlies. And in overtime, um, the Thunder beat the Mavericks. So a lot of upsets, it would yeah. seem, last night. Last night was a lot of, a lot of uh, it seems like the big, the big headlines are, you know, the Nets, like what is wrong with the Nets? They lost to the mm-hmm. Pacers. Uh, Coach Nash called their defense, defensive effort, a disaster. Is basically calling them out that they're not trying on defense, yeah. and they're just losing games. Yep. Um, I think their record is what's their record now? One and five. One and five. So the, the Nets are like I don't know what's wrong with them. But Bottom of the. I think the East. one win was against the Raptors. Right. Which Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that is very unfortunate. So that's obviously a, a thing. Um, the only undefeated team left now are the Bucks. Yeah. And even though Trey scored 42 against the Los Angeles, it wasn't enough. The Bucks still win. Like, you know, uh, Drew Holiday had a huge game. Um, 34 points, 12 assists, and four steals. So, you know, if you're, I guess, would you call him, you guess he's their second best player, or is Chris Middleton their I, second best player? I would call him the second best. I, I think, I, I, is Chris Middleton injured? I think. I, don't, I, I think he might be. 
if if they're healthy, I, I think I would consider Chris Middleton the second I mean, option. I mean, like they're the, both pretty close. Like I, you, yeah. you can go. Either. I think Drew Holiday is more valuable, but I'd say Middleton is the second option to score. Right. For sure. Well, okay. Well, then if your third option to score has that kind of stat line, 30, 34 points, 12 assists, and four steals, look out. You know, yeah. if that's your third best player, you know, <clears throat> they, and like, you know, Trey Young obviously put up an incre- incredible game, 42 points, six rebounds, five assists in a loss. Um, another, like, you know, surprise is, oh, it's great to see um, just really quickly, um, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander scored 38 points, nine assists, and six rebounds um, in the win uh, OKC over the Mavericks, which is, you know, that's yep. another, it's another upset. Great for him. He's uh, on my fantasy team. I got Shea. Yeah, Doncic had the triple double. He's been playing out of his mind again. Like he's he's uh, he's fully back now. He's, I feel he like he shook off. You know, he's back in shape. He's 31 points, 16 rebounds, 10 assists in that game last night. Pretty pretty yep. uh, incredible. Um, uh, the Sixers got a win, so that's good for them. And they beat the Bulls, which is a good team. Um, mm-hmm. They must be happy with that. The Warriors, again, like not looking great, not playing no. defense. Their defense looks terrible. Uh, you know, waste another waste a good performance by Curry. 31 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, six assists and a loss. Uh, and then there's Charlotte is winning. And then the Heat dropped to mm-hmm. Sacramento. So, I mean... I would be. I'm concerned for the Heat right now. They have not been looking good, yeah. and to lose to the worst team in the West. Yeah, and I think that was maybe Sacramento's first first win. First win. Yeah. Pretty. You know, maybe they just took them for granted. And it's funny. I heard that. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but that it's um, probably the most wide open season in, in NBA history right now in terms mm-hmm. of like odds makers and, yeah. and Vegas and everything. People don't really know what's going to happen. Like it seems like at least the first two weeks, it's not. There's not obvious. Yeah. Even I mean, the one thing I would say is the Bucks are the Bucks. Yeah. Um, so let's. I mean, look, look, look at what you guys picked. Just um, who who did you pick um, finishing first uh, in the Spencer? Like in the order uh, one, two, three. I had the Celtics, then Bucks, and then I had the Sixers. I think Sixers. Third? Yeah. Right. So not bad. The, those teams are all definitely good. Certainly the Celtics and the Bucks, the Sixers are having a bit of struggles. But I mean, just watching the other night, if Maxi continues to play like this, it really changes the complexion of that team. And it, I think, you know, they don't have to base everything around, um, you know, like the, they're they're two superstars. If he's an emerging superstar, suddenly, I think that that's going to change it. What do you think about the Sixers and their chances? Um. I I think they're going to be like very good, but um, I mean James Harden's been playing very good, but I don't honestly know how well that how much that's helping the team right now. Um, but is Joel Embiid out? I like I haven't. He didn't seen play, him play the game we watched. The game against the Raptors, he wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. I, and I, and then and then Max, he torched the Raptors for forty four points. Yeah, yeah. It seems like in an easy win, like they pretty yeah, much like the Raptors did. could not. We we brought it close and then blew it. Um, I don't know. I think even when Joel and Harden play well, they can still lose. So I think that if Tyrese Maxey is playing well for their team, I think they're going to be winning. But it seems like their bench has sort of been disappointing. Their other guys, they have not been helping out the team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And what order you had it just flipped? You had I had Bucks first, Celtics second, Sixers third. Sixers third. Okay, so. So far, so good. And then in the West, who did you guys have, Spencer? I had the Grizzlies one, the Warriors two, and the Suns three. Okay, so that's not looking so no, hot right now. <laughs> and and I, I mean, it's, it's still early. We're two weeks in. These things are going to even out. And But, I mean, Golden State looks like they're struggling a little bit to mm-hmm. kind of figure out what their identity is, what they're, you know, they're not playing defense nearly well mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Um, the Grizzlies, um, I'm not sure what they're at right now. Um, they're five. I mean, they're. It's very close. Yeah. The top seven teams are all within reach of each other, by like one or two games. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's early season. The Grizzlies are they're they're four and two, so it's not like they're yeah, they're like bottoming out. And who is your other pick? Um, number two. 
or the three. Sorry, just what were your top three again? Just one more time. I had the Grizzlies, Warriors, and then the Suns. And the Suns. Well, the Suns is looking like a good pick. They're four and one, yeah. and they're looking pretty good. Like I think you know everybody wants to write them off, but they still got talent. They're still coming out and playing hard, and they they yeah. seem like they got something to prove. Maybe I don't know. What, what I mean, I think this is seem. I think this is the last year where they have any chance. Yeah, and maybe they maybe that's good for them. Maybe it's good for them to kind of backs up against the wall. This if we're going to do it, this is the this mm-hmm. is the last best chance to do it. And maybe that's a good uh, enough inspiration for them. I don't think anybody thought the Trailblazers would be five and one. No, and this so is weird. Do you think that's for real? Do you think that's just gonna? Um, I mean, Dame's out now. We'll see. I it really feels like they don't have many pieces, but they're still playing well. I know Shaden uh, Sharp has been playing really well, which was a sort of surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I think their record is for sure a bit inflated. So, uh, Marcus, what? who did you have picked for the West? Let's hear it. I had one, the, two, three. the Clippers at one, Warriors at two, Grizzlies at three. Okay. I think we can all – I think – we understand what's going on. The Clippers are like, they're who? It's a mystery, right? Maybe they're going to be good in the playoffs. Maybe they're going to be good, but they like. We know that they're not playing Kawhi um, mm-hmm. all the time, so yeah. maybe they have a different strategy, and maybe that strategy is going to backfire. But anyway, the point is they're two and three right now. Um, so and and they won their first two and then lost three in a row. So. Bless you, Spencer. Spencer just sneezed. You may not have heard it. He did a very good job of not sneezing into the microphone, but it looked pretty funny. Um, oh, the other team in the West that we sh- maybe we should talk about, if they're for real or not, is not in, in third place right now at 5-2 and two are the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't think they're going to do amazing in the playoffs, but I do think they're going to have a good record this year. I think for whatever reason they're coming together, which is kind of funny because they were trying to tank this year. Yeah, which is pretty funny. And what do you think, Marcus? What do you think about Utah? I think they're not for real. I mean, they've got. They've got. I mean, I always forget that they have like Laurie Markin and Colin Sexton and stuff. But like, I just, I, I don't, I don't see them being good. I, I think like, there's so many teams that have a stronger lineup and just haven't started the season as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't see them possibly like. I think they may may be like eighth, or they might just not make the playoffs. Right. So who do you think? I mean, well, if we want to talk about things that are scary, so I think uh, Lakers are now zero and five. Worst, uh, I think. Uh, I think even the zero and four start was the first time that um, LeBron has been on an zero and four team since his rookie season with the Cavaliers way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a nightmare. I think it's bad. You know, it's bad for the NBA. It's bad for LeBron. And what you, what you're saying, Russell Westbrook just bought what? <laughs> he just purchased a house across from LeBron, okay. which is pretty funny considering they're trying to move him. Yeah. Um, if they can. I remember that he bought a house across the street. It was like a month ago. I, I don't know. I saw some news. Anyway, regardless of that, do you guys have any idea where he's going to go and what the Lakers are going to get in return? I have no idea. I mean, does he still have a massive contract? Because, yeah, yeah. He sells a massive contract, and I don't think any teams want no him. No team should. They, the Lakers, might have to buy him out, which would suck. Um, yeah. That'd be so much money, but I don't think any team—they're not going to get any value for him. Well, it seems like uh, um, kind of a weird situation, obviously in general for the Lakers. And again, I don't want to talk about the Lakers too much because it gets boring fast. At the end of the day, they're a bad team. They're going to be bad. LeBron's still playing well. All I care about, and I think most NBA fans care about, is just like no one wants to see him go to waste in the twilight of his career. Yeah. When, you know, like, and and what could possibly happen to blow it up? Could he demand a trade? I don't even know. Could he just be like. Could he trade himself essentially? Yeah. 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 I mean, it seems like at this point, even Lakers fans. I think it would be willing to blow it up because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody, Lakers fans, want to yeah. just be trapped in this situation, you know. I mean, uh, who yeah. knows what's going to happen? He's always talking about how he wants to play with his son. So, 
Yeah, but that's just a novelty act. But he, like, well, he cares? says he's going. Well, like he's going to he, play for whatever yes. team that he is on. Place it, he does seem adamant. He right. said he will go to whatever team. That's fine. Yeah. Is on. And, so, and yeah, that could be in like a year. Well, or yeah. a year or two. Yeah. Anyways, it's it's a weird situation. It's kind of a depressing situation, and you know, what are we gonna? Well, like I don't know. Um, I, uh, I mean, I don't want to see LeBron in the Lakers. I want to see him on a cooler team. Like, yeah. I want to. I just want to see him play amazing basketball while we still can. Like, okay, let's talk about the other LA team just a bit more. So the the Clippers, I think, when when was it? I think it was on uh, Thursday. Uh, they lost to OKC. You know, so. And again, Gilgis Alexander, you know, played well, uh, but I mean, how how much can they go on like this, you know, before it becomes a disaster for them too? Um, it's it's uh, anyway. I don't know. Um, it just seems like they could be in big trouble too, mm-hmm. and that uh, I don't know if you saw. On Thursday, that was uh, Luca's big game against the Nets. Forty-one points, fourteen assists, eleven rebounds. I mean, he's averaging a triple double, so it's not that surprising. That that game is that he's averaging like thirty-five points, like eleven rebounds, nine and a half assists. Yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty wild. Anyway, um, that's enough talk about last week. Let's let's look ahead. So a new uh, segment we're going to try out this week. Is having you guys, uh, having you guys sort of make some predictions about some marquee matchups. I'm kind of picking the games based on what I think are, um, you know, interesting storylines, interesting games. So we'll start, and and you guys, you know, I'll, I'll have a prediction. I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask uh, Spencer what his prediction is for the game, and then you know maybe Marcus can respond or whatever. But anyway, let's just get down to it. Um, the first one um, that I'm going to have Spencer talk about is next uh what is it let's have a look here looking at my little notepad um next uh what do i have you on the on next friday's games or wednesday's games i have you on wednesday's Mm -hmm. games right so the first one let's talk about uh celtics at Cavs. um pretty interesting we got a team that we know is good the celtics the Cavs are a team on the rise um you know uh it's a it's pretty big marquee matchup I'd say next week and you know the Cavs are at home so what do you think is going to be the final score and who's going to be the stat the stat lines of the leaders um yeah I mean I think this game could go either way but if I had to choose I would say the Celtics um I had them 120 to 117 okay and I had Tatum finishing with 48 and 5 48 points 40 Oh, 48. Uh, four, yes. I see. 40 Sorry. points. Yeah. Eight rebounds, five assists. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I had Donovan Mitchell uh, finishing with 24 and six. Okay. Well, now, why don't we... Uh, so I got that noted down. So what we'll do is next week, we'll, we'll see how that game shakes out, and uh, we'll see. So Marcus's games that I had him, I had him um, looking at one from next Friday, November 4th, which I thought was an interesting game for for similar reasons sort of an established team that everybody thinks is going to be good versus a team that's kind of on seemingly on the rise so that's the New York Knicks at the Philadelphia 76ers on Friday in Philly mm-hmm. what do you think what do you think Marcus um so i have the leading scorer and i'm this is me assuming Joel is going to play i looked it up he's healthy i guess i just didn't decide him to play okay well let's so, let's hear what you think the final score is going to be first okay. he's so i have the final score it was the Sixers at 120, Celtics at 109. Okay. And I think Harden's going to be the point leader with okay. 36. I have Embiid as the leader with re- in rebounds with 12. Okay. And I have Harden again at nine assists. So who do you... Th- All right. So, so that, I'll, that's, I'll, that's my three. Is that how you wanted me to that's say? That's fine. That's fine. And who do you think is going to be the top performer for the Knicks? Jalen Brunson. Okay, and what do you think? Just give me a... Okay, so you want... okay Points, rebounds, assists, line. 19 points, five five rebounds, and four assists. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what we'll we'll do in this segment. We'll we'll do that. So let's... Moving along. um, Spencer, next Wednesday, there's also um, 
Grizzlies versus Blazers. So that's all. That's in Portland. Um, what do you think the final score of that one's going to be? Um, I had Grizzlies one hundred four, Portland ninety six, and I'm. Damian Lillard will be out. I think right. We don't know. I think they they put him at one to two weeks, but there hasn't really been any any updates. So he's already missed a couple of games. Mm-hmm. I think there's a chance because that's um, well, it's on Wednesday. I I think they'd have to be pretty certain that he was good to go. So yeah. that that's part of what your prediction is yes, that he's still going to part of my part of your prediction yeah. is that Lillard's still going to be out. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's going to affect the outcome of the game, obviously. So you think the Grizzlies are going to come out on top? Yeah. All right, and what's so? Give me your 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 top performers. Um, I think Jaw's going to need to play very well to win this game. So I had him at forty three points, uh, nine rebounds, three assists. 40, 43, 9, and three. Sorry, who was that? Uh, John Morant. Yeah. And then for the Trailblazers, I had Shade and Sharp, um, with twenty one, five, and two. That was 43 from rent. So 21, 5, and 2. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and so you think it's the, the key to the game is going to be Morant having like an out of his mind game. Yeah. And Lillard, if Lillard's out, that's going to cinch it. That'll be enough to put Grizz, the Grizzlies over the top. For sure. Yeah. All right. So, another big game, which I think is going to be, you know, again, like it's a, for me, it's an interesting game. Golden State, they've been struggling. They don't have the best record. This is on um, next Friday. So Marcus Golden State is playing um, the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. I think we don't know at this point um, if Zion's going to be back, but I think a lot of people think he probably will mm-hmm. be by then. So what do you think? Um, what do you think is going to be the outcome of that game? So I have Zion playing. He's game time decision. Like this is game right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I have him with thirty three points, nine rebounds, and six assists. Sorry, you have Zion and what? 33 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists. Okay. And I have the Pelicans winning 115-106. to 106. 115-106. to 106. Yeah. And who do you think will be the top performer for the Warriors? Steph Curry. All right. And what do you think he'll, his stat line will be? 30 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. All right. So you think you think with Zion and there's other guys that on I, that team they've had an injury they've had injury problems beyond Zion. Do you I think I don't know about Ingram. I I don't know when he's coming back, but he would definitely be key. Yes. So you're you're assuming that that's Ingram and there's also um, Herbert Jones who I have on my fantasy mm-hmm. team. He I think will probably be back too. So you're kind of basic. Oh, sorry. Ingram has a concussion. Yeah. It's and, a concussion protocol, that's yeah. right. So you never know with that. It's kind of a weird thing. It's very hard to predict how that will progress and whether he'll clear protocols. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough to say. Well, I mean, it seems like your prediction is based on them being healthy. However, remember, they, I think they did get a big win without any of those guys. Yep. They had mm-hmm. Jones, Just, Ingram, and um, Zion. Zion out, and they and they won. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who that game was I was, was watching against. it. I think it was, it was Pelicans at, who was it? It was... It was earlier this week. I can probably figure it out real quick. But anyway, yeah, I mean, the point is they seem like they're pretty stacked because they still got, um, you know, um, Valanchunas and others um, who, uh, you know, make that team seemingly, I I guess they have some depth. They also just seem like they really want to win. They got beat by uh, the Suns, interestingly, on Friday. Um, and I don't, re- I don't remember when their game before that was, but anyway. Uh, oh, it was Pelicans Mavericks. Mavericks, but that's that's a pretty impressive yeah. victory to beat the Mavericks. Um, you know, McCollum was the one who had who had the big yeah. game, and they yeah, I mean, o- and they overcame nearly like they overcame uh, thirty seven points, eleven rebounds, yeah. and seven assists by Don- uh, uh, Luca. So, you know. That's pretty good. That's a that's a good sign for them yeah, to have that uh, that kind of. McCollum didn't even have that great of a game. He had fourteen points, zero rebounds. He had eleven assists, right. but like fourteen points. I know he shot horribly the whole game, and then the fourth quarter he yeah. turned it on. Yeah, but it goes to show that like all these other players on their team are like. Yeah, like they balanced out their. They, you know, they they all chipped in and got a, and got a big win for when their stars are out, which is a good sign um, against a really good team. Um, I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, 
All right, so back to you, uh, Spencer. So, and then I got a couple Raptors games. So on on Wednesday, the Raptors play the Spurs. We'd all like to think that they should win that game. So, what do you think? Yeah, I had Raptors one twenty four, Spurs one twelve. Okay. Um, I had Siakam as a leading scorer with thirty eight and seven. Okay. And then for the Spurs, I had Keldon Johnson with 19, 5, and 4. Okay, so and then there's the game on Friday, which should be much more of a test, I think, which is the Raps against the, the Mavericks. Um, you know, and... But before we talk about that, so what do you think the key, you know... The key for, for, for the Raptors to, like, beat these teams that they should beat, is it about... Is it about, you know, just keeping... Uh, the defense together and not having like the easy rebounds that seems to be Mm -hmm. their fatal flaw like their defense is amazing but then they'll have like they'll just disappear for a quarter turn the ball over like a bunch of times you know yeah I I mean it just seems like we fall into these slumps like defensively for essentially no reason and then we'll have like 10 turnovers in a quarter for some insane reason Um, I also do think like in the loss against the Sixers, we had some disappointing performances from Freddie and I think Gary Trent as well. So I, I think I, I just think we need at least two or three starters to at least play well. They don't have to be amazing, but I just yeah. I and I think we need Freddie to step up this time. Yeah, it'd be nice to see Freddie have a couple of those statement games where, you know, he he, uh, he drains like four or five threes and mm-hmm. you know gets a bunch of assists and uh really mixes things up i mean scotty's back we got a you know scotty looks mm-hmm. ha- he's looked a little bit tentative ananobi had an amazing game in he that did. loss if he's playing better hopefully that'll make a difference for them um anyway marcus um we'll move on to the other uh, raptors game that i that i picked raptors mavs what do you think um i think that the raptors are gonna win it's okay. going to be an overtime win, wow. 132-130. to 130. I sure hope that comes true because that will be a fun Friday night yeah. exciting mm-hmm. game. And what's the stat line? What I've got Siakam at 34 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. And for the Mavs? I've got Doncic, Doncic at 46 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 assists. Wow. That's pretty well. It's funny that a guy like that you actually can make those yeah. <laughs> predictions, and it doesn't sound that unrealistic. Yeah, it's pretty pretty incredible. Um, well, let's since we're talking Raptors um, to end that. Uh, looking ahead to next week, let's um, let's just look at the week that was. So um, on Monday they won versus the Heat, which was this the second of the they had lost the first matchup against the Heat earlier. Mm-hmm. And then they won on Monday. Um then on Wednesday they won their first game with the Sixers and then lost the following game with the Sixers. Um and in this in that loss they uh Maxi scored forty four points, career high. Mm-hmm. Eight rebounds and four assists. So Overall, how would you rate last week for the Raptors? Um, I think it start. I wasn't too disappointed with the first Heat loss, um, and then we had some good games. But I do think it ended poorly. We just seemed to fall apart. It was a pretty bad game. Um, I mean, when it comes to the Sixers, for some reason, I do think we play better when Joel is on the floor. I don't know what it is, but it seems like when Joel's not playing, Tyrese Maxey always steps up and kind of bullies us. Um, so I, I just think if we can figure out how to handle Tyrese Maxey, I think we can beat them most of the time. What do you think, Marcus? What do you think about the last week for the Raptors, with how they performed? Um, they split the games. With the, so basically, you know, one win, one loss against the Heat, mm-hmm. one win, lo- one loss against the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Like what does it all what does it all mean to you? I mean, I was pretty disappointed in in the Raptors' late game, perform like performance, like fourth quarter, just not being able to make shots that like 
we can't make a wide open corner three that we got the perfect ball movement to just get the last final shot and then you just miss right like it happens so many times and we would have been up by like four and then we just end up losing by like 12 right so to that remains do you think their biggest problem is they just don't have the reliable consistent like corner three like they have like something like the f- ninth ninth best three point percentage something in the league but like if they're they shoot perfectly fine in like throughout the whole game it's just they there's some guys on the team that like you just you can't trust shooting the ball you can't trust the sh- like the known as the shooters on the team late game shooting the three ball yeah. So, and do you tr- and and do you agree with Spencer that the Raptors maybe like when when Embiid's on the court, it's almost like they have more experience knowing how to try to match up that way. But when he's out and now Maxi's being featured in the mm-hmm. offense more, is that a problem for them? I, I agree with that to some point. I mean, I feel like you it, when you're watching it, it's almost like you you could feel that way because Tyrese Maxey's a super flashy player, always raining down the threes constantly like flashy layups floaters mid deep floaters and stuff so i i think it's true to like a certain point where because i know obviously i'll and a big man he'll shoot the three in mid-range but he's he's a post player right mm-hmm. so i mean it, it's it's accurate to a certain point i think yeah well i mean it's not like he just looked flashy. He actually scored 44 yeah, points. No. Yeah, I know. Like, that's what I'm saying. But it's like, when you're watching it, it's like... Oh, yeah. I mean, he's oh, making off-balance like, shots. Yeah. He's doing a lot of, like, really things that are hard to defend. Like, even mm-hmm. when they're playing good. They got... They were they started to shut him down. I think it was in the third quarter of that second game. And they started to sort of double-team him and do mm-hmm. some other things. But the damage was already done. Yeah. And then, as you say, because they couldn't finish, um, it just didn't end up mattering. Yeah. So, anyway, next week... How do you think, like, next week they got uh, Monday, Hawks, Wednesday, Spurs, and then Friday, um, the Mavs. So what do you think, Spencer? What, uh, what's uh, going to um, be a good week for the Raptors or what? I think it will be a good week. I think we, I mean, I think we need it to be a good week. We're playing, you know, not necessarily bad teams, but not, you know, the best. Um, and we've had a pretty tough schedule so far, so I think that, we should be able to take advantage of this week, and I think they're probably disappointed with their loss against the Sixers, and I think they're going to come off, come on extra strong. What's the key to winning that uh, game against the Hawks? Um, I think just shutting down Trey Young from the three-point line late game, especially if it comes close. And who do you think are like, you know, leaving? You know, obviously Freddie and Siakam are the key to the, the team performing well. Mm-hmm. If those two play well, we always we have a chance to win. But who else do you think is uh, is is a, a a big deal for the Raptors to, to perform well? To, I think Gary Trent is always the key. Like he, like Fred and Siakam always seem to play. Fred seems to play most of the time well, but when Gary Trent has a good game, we always win. What like, do you think? Um, I mean, I don't know. The that one game where Gary played well, he had. 27 points and then nothing. Right. So that, he, when he plays well, he's playing well individually. Yeah, I don't think he's necessarily, you know, helping the rest of the team play well. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I would say he's like, he if he's not making his mid-range jumpers that we need him to make, then that I mean that could I be the reason we lose. I, I points think, are still like the most important thing. I suppose. I don't know. I think Scotty's more the key. It seems like when we have our actual starting lineup playing, we're extremely dangerous. Scotty just brings a different level of energy, mm-hmm. and he's great on defense, and yeah. he can he can get us buckets consistently. So I, I think Scotty is. I mean, key. but that's what I'm saying. I think like OG Ananobi and Gary Trent are the key because they have inconsistent games sometimes, and when they play well. We win, right? Scotty right. always yeah. seems to play well. Like the the starting lineup, other than like Gary and OG, seem to have like they have off games. If they can play well, they are the key to us winning. All right, all right. Well, you heard it here first. Um, all right, so we're going to be wrapping up pretty soon. 
Um, there's a, a couple things that um, I thought might be fun. Um, we haven't done this yet, but I have a bit of trivia for you guys. So let's see. So I'm going to put it to this question to, to both of you. When was the three-point shot introduced into the NBA? What year? Spencer, you can guess first. Um, not 19. So far, so good. 1977. Yeah, All right, Marcus, what year? 1971. The correct answer is 1979. Oh, so Spencer did, he zeroed in on it. And it's, I, I, um, I just happened to be listening to a podcast and there's a guy and I can't remember his name now, but he's an author and he's sort of talking, he was talking about how the game has changed Mm -hmm. since the introduction of the three point shot. And it actually, when it came into the league from, from what I understand, it had been in the ABA, which was a a competitive, another Mm -hmm. professional league that Mm -hmm. some of the teams from the ABA ended up in the NBA. Um, And so the ABA to compete with the NBA kind of had different rules. They had these sort of like, they had the three point shot for instance, because the NBA was like the bigger league and so they brought in these things that were considered more flashy and gimmicky. And that's one thing I didn't fully understand was like the, the purists, the sort of basketball purists mm-hmm. were very anti three point shot. Yeah. They thought it was like a gimmick. They didn't believe uh, that it belonged in the game. They thought it was just something that was, uh, you know, very, uh, um, you know, they just thought like that's for this cheesy ABA style mm-hmm. league. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not for this, you know, professional proper league that that they that they have that's how they viewed it in the NBA and a lot of the players didn't like it either and anyway they introduced it in 79 and my understanding it was supposed to be just a one-year test and then of mm. course it stuck and anyway this uh I'll, I gotta look this guy up again but basically since then the league has been increasingly and you can see it certainly in recent years with uh, the Golden State Warriors how much it's changed because of the three-point shot and it kind of opened up the floor and like obviously it creates room for smaller players yeah. and, and shooters because you know in the game before that it was a lot more about obviously attacking the rim since yeah. all shots are if everything's worth two points then you get big tough guys like you know bringing the, the ball to the hoop whereas the three-point shot really changed things and it continues to change it um and it seems like maybe there's been a little bit um of a pushback against that um in in, in recent years but anyway i thought it was interesting i, th- mm-hmm. I thought it was I, I think if I hadn't heard any of that, I would have guessed something closer to what you were saying, Marcus, yeah. like it was further, it was around yeah. longer. Well, I, I just remember, I just knew that the sort of, I knew it wasn't favored at first, and then I knew there was sort of a bit of an uprising in the early 80s. So I sort of, that's where I was basing it. Well, it's funny to think all these guys that are known as three ball guys that became such great, like these great shooters like Bird and stuff, mm-hmm. when they were playing college and, and stuff, they weren't shooting. They, they, yeah. they could have shot, if you shoot from far away, go ahead. It's only worth two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then suddenly, you know, y- you have this shot that you can score all these points mm-hmm. and so, some guys could do it and some, some guys couldn't because I guess if, if you're, you're, your whole game, just like now, there's some guys, it's like their game is not based ar- around shooting or mm-hmm. th- uh, certainly not threes, but... Um, anyway, it's pretty interesting. So here's another one for you. Here's here, and will, this will be our last trivia question. So let me just ask you. This is a um, a basic question. It's not really trivia. So what happens if when um, when a team scores a bucket, what's the mm. next thing that happens? They it's the other team inbounds the ball. That's right. The other team inbounds the ball. So when did that get introduced as a rule? The inbound Jeez. pass fall from the other team, the change of possession and inbound yeah. pass being what happens after a bucket is scored. What what year was that introduced, Spencer? Um, not just in basketball just generally, in basketball. just in basketball. Yeah, because I, I think it's always been in the NBA. I anyway. Okay, so um, I'll say 1949. Uh, Marcus, what do you think? I'll say 1902. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the correct answer is 1939. So, and it wasn't introduced into, that rule wasn't introduced into a professional league. It was introduced in college in in New York, in New York State, which was kind of like, from what my understanding, the epicenter 
of um, college basketball at that time was New York State. That's where all like the big mm. basketball schools were, and and, and we're all um, so. That's where it was introduced, and then the pros picked it up. Now, the, the next part of the question is, what was the rule? What happened after a team scored a basket before that? So, Marcus, what do you think? I, I think you could just rebound the ball and then go f- just run to the other. To like, rebound it after a, yeah, a after ball was scored? Yeah, and then just. Yeah. Okay, so you so you're saying that if you score a bucket, everybody as yeah. it's as if it was a rebound, live ball, still oh, everybody. I, think I know the answer to this. Right. Okay, so that's Marcus's guess. What What do you think? Um, I think it was was there a jump ball after every possession? Oh, yeah. yeah the correct yeah. answer is center jump after yeah. every mm-hmm. yeah. after every basket. I remember that. Back to mid court for a center jump. So obviously the problem with that is. Now you bring now there was guys that were in pro leagues and uh, that their only thing they could do was be tall yeah, and jump. Yeah. So you just get possession after possession, same team, and they could grind it out. They also was no shot clock back then. So, so apparent, you yeah. score and then hold the ball. So you score, hold the ball, hold the ball, hold the ball, and then finally get another bat like you know, until you get another basket. So the problem was the game was really really boring and, and quite mm. low scoring and, mm-hmm. and the other thing what they started to do was a um before they actually had the shot clock, I think after they, so they changed that rule first and it was, as I say, it was in the college ball. Um, and then um, the next, one of the next rules that also, and then the pro leagues, which was pre-NBA, 19, in the 39, I think the NBA didn't start till 46 or 47 was the first season. But um, the pro leagues that did exist adopted it as well because it made mm-hmm. more sense. Mm-hmm. But the thing that they also did was that they, um, they implemented like, a, I think it was a 10 second backcourt rule so you had to at least yeah. go into the uh, into the front court within 10 seconds. So yeah. that was like their first way to be like, we got to get the, mm. to the other end and try to score like yeah. as soon as possible. So pretty interesting. And, um, you know, I, I have to give a shout out to Rick Luiza, who does the Basketball History 101 podcast. That's where I got this information about the center jump after scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to his podcast a lot. Um, and he's a, it's also a father-son operation. He His uh, son... Uh, is the is the producer um, of the podcast, and he and whereas uh, Rick himself does all the research and is the voice, so he's it's really cool. He does a lot of I've learned a lot about basketball from that podcast, so I wanted to give it a shout out um, because uh, yeah, he deserves it. And also, um, what's interesting about basketball in terms of history is we've talked about this before. Unlike other sports, other sports kind of evolved from like way back in time, and we don't actually know. Whereas basketball had everybody agrees that you know, Dr. Naismith invented it mm-hmm. at a moment in time and then it changed since then so we can actually see exactly what the rules yeah. were and exactly how they changed over time whereas with other pro sports we don't, mm-hmm. we, we're not able to do that so it's just kind of a more interesting. Well, sorry, one thing I just saw and there's like a professional league in Spain or, or either Spain or someplace in Asia, I can't remember but they don't have to, they don't have to give the ball to the ref on the inbound so they can run it out and like it just touched out of bounds and then pass it and then until the last like four minutes in the game and then they have to give it to the ref just so, so they can yeah. like really quickly yes. do an inbound yeah. and try to get a fast break yeah, yeah. well there's all sorts I, that's what you realize too like the the r- rules between college and men's and women's and and even high school and middle school like there's so many variations in rules mm-hmm. in yeah. basketball yeah. um compared to the pros oh and we should talk about just really quickly the new uh, I think it's called take foul rule I don't know um, we were talking about it where it's basically you can't just if a guy gets a fast break you can't Mm -hmm. just like you have to make a play on the ball you can't just grab his hip or like push him out Mm -hmm. of bounds or you know and it seems to be working and it's it's smart rules like that are good and I think everybody agrees they're good because you know, fast breaks should be rewarded. Your mm-hmm. defensive break- breakdown should be punished, and you shouldn't be able to just foul a guy in a stupid way. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think everybody agrees that that's a good rule change, and I think the the lesson here is that rules do change in sports, and sometimes for the better, um, and which is great. All right, guys. Well, that's about it for uh, this week. Um, uh, you got laundry to fold, Marcus. Yep. Okay. Spencer, you got to take the dog out. What do you got to do? You got some chores to do. Yeah, well, I got to leave in half an hour. Got to leave in half an hour. Well, we got to start earlier. We start. We got a yeah. late start today. Spencer was at a Halloween party last night, and so we had got a late start, so he could sleep in a bit. Um, yeah, you got homework. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Where are you going in half an hour? 
Just to uptown. Just to uptown. With my friends. Oh, I see. He's got an important day to just go wandering <laughs> mm-hmm. around, like, uptown and loiter. Yeah. All right. Uh, and you got homework, Marcus? Yeah. Okay. Well, better get to it, fellas. Uh, thanks again. And uh, we'll we'll be back next week. Sayonara. I got nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs>